Hey everyone, welcome back to the Boostly podcast. This is the podcast that gives hosts the tools, the tactics, and the trainings, but most importantly, the confidence so you can go out there and get more direct bookings. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, personal finance, reaching financial independence. And to help us do that, we've got a successful short-term rental host, and we're going to be asking questions of, of his business, finding out what's worked for him and his business but also he's very passionate about that uh, personal finance he's also now a best-selling co-author in hospitable hosts too which is an amazing project uh, which we're going to talk more about as well and uh, yeah we're going to dive into that so if you didn't know already my name's liam carolan i'm mark simpson's co-host and this is the mini series where we go behind the host with a successful host so today uh, we're welcoming uh, vinci vinci Sevilla and he's from Getaway House and uh, yeah I'm really excited to, to dive into his story so welcome along Vinci. Hey Liam thanks for having me really excited to be here yeah looking forward to it man. Well uh, me too let's uh, let's get started can you introduce yourself um, tell us a bit about where your business is based and I guess who it is that you host and why Oh, absolutely. So I'm over here. Uh, I currently live out here in Southern California, you know, father of a one-year-old, our, our, our first and, uh, and husband. And I actually am currently still working a full-time job um, while my wife and I build this, uh, you know, short-term rental technology-driven company uh, that we have. Uh, Getaway House is the name of our company. And we uh, currently specialize in luxury uh, short-term rentals uh, around the nation here in the U.S. Um, we're currently in four states, and we currently have uh, eight properties closing on three more over the next two months. So we're really excited about it. Typically, our markets are in vacation markets. Uh, so we're talking about out in California. We're in Joshua Tree and uh, Big Bear, California. And in Arizona, we're in Scottsdale. And in Tennessee, we're in the Great Smoky Mountains. And we are also in a new market in West Virginia uh, called the New River Gorge National Park, which is the U.S. latest and greatest national park. Nice, nice. I mean, that is a solid introduction to your business. So across four states, you know, national, which is amazing, and also to be in these places which has got some of the biggest demand is just so important. And I know we'll, we'll dive more into that. Before we dive more into your business, how you host, I really want to touch on the Hospitable Hosts project, which is, it's just been released. It's quite exciting um, to, you know, to be part of for, for you as a host, but also for people like myself and the people listening to, to read through. If people are listening to this, not knowing what Hospitable Hosts to is just Google Hospitable Hosts too, and you'll be able to see the book. This is where there's 40 or so awesome short-term rental hosts who are sharing their stories, but also some really great tips on how to get started, how to be successful. And Jody's basically collated them into this book, which um, which is amazing. I mean, uh, I was lucky enough to be in, in book number one and, you know, Vinci, you're, you're in book number two. And the amount of value that these books are sharing is just incredible because we've only got a short amount to be able to share obviously key yeah. details and um one of the things that we were talking about just before we went live or, or with the recording is there's a really nice poem in the start of the book which <laughs> i thought was um 
Jody or somebody doing like AI technology or something like that, because it's a really well-written poem about short-term rental, but you've shared with me that, that you're the, you're the author of that poem. That's um, right, William. <laughs> I, 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 can we, can we be really cheeky and ask you to recite the poem just for the people on the podcast? It, it's Absolutely. cool to have a live reading from, from the author. <laughs> Absolutely. I can, I can do a live reading. Let me. Okay. So you can find this poem. And, and, and one other thing, I, I write poetry. I've been writing poems since I was a kid, but I, most of them have, I've written for, let's say, school projects or um, uh, kind of privately. And, uh, you know, the last big poem that I've written was actually something for my wife on our first year anniversary, wedding anniversary. I gifted her a small booklet of um little scribbles that i write every single day uh, of our first year of marriage and i gave that to her in the form of a small little private book for her and it had like you know little little poems in there little things that talk about how grateful i am to her um but anyway uh beyond all that i, I was talking to, to to jody and you know she asked me to to write this poem for this book and I, I'm, I'm extremely honored and yeah, it definitely is, has been something different, but um, I'm here to, uh, I think this will be my first live reading, Liam. Nice, so nice. Here, we, here we go. <laughs> hey, a Boostly exclusive. And uh, you've got a lot of the people going, oh, this is, you know, that's it's sweet. What you've done is, is the poems for your wife there as well. So um, you're already, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, building up the uh, personal brand there of, of being very caring. <laughs> uh, yeah, our first uh, uh, poet for uh, short-term rentals, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the title of the, this poem, which you can find on the on the first page of A Hospitable Host 2, the title is, What's it like then being a hospitable host? What's it like then, you ask, being a hospitable host? Turning my home into something to boast. A gentle touch, a hammer swung, no detail left undone. A painting here, a mural there, little figurines to fill the air. I open my home and invite them in to enjoy the comfort and beauty within. I strive to make their stay a delight with a clean and cozy space that feels just right. I offer them treats, amenities, and books to read and make sure they have everything they need. A place to eat, maybe a nice view to sit and idle. Don't fear, our guidebook will be your Bible. I am a host with a passion for sharing the joys of home and the pleasures of caring. I love to see my guests happy and content and leave with memories of a place well spent. I am a host, provider of rest, a friend to travelers on their journey's quest. I offer them a home away from home, a haven of peace and a place to roam. This is what it means to be a hospitable host, bringing joy and comfort to those who need it most. I'm going to have to give it a, a, a clap just on the basis of, um, yeah, I think that's beautiful. And hey, you, you now made a name for yourself as the first poet of STR. I think that is something which which can stick. Um, oh, yeah. So let's talk about the, the book in general. How does it feel, first of all, to be a best-selling co-author? What, and what do you want people to take away from your chapter within the book? Um, I would say uh, my specific chapter in my book, I actually dive deep into you know some of the not so glamorous side of being a hospitable host i talk about how 
my wife and I, my wife was five months pregnant when we went to our first short-term rental and set it up, you know, and going live on our first listing and then our second and then our third while we were raising our firstborn, our child. And this was, you know, 2021. And this, this was really recent. And so all of this was a lot. And one of the chapters, one of the sections I, I uh, titled in my chapter is called newborn business, you know, talks about like, you know, the struggles of a, of a, of a new father, you know, and, um, caring for a newborn and at the same time running a business that, you know, we had no idea how it would impact us running a business that we've never done before. Um, and really didn't really have a lot of people within our circle, our community who've done something like this. And so the chapter really dives into being grateful, being present also with your family and prioritizing and figuring out a balance between business and your personal life and everything else that goes in between. Because as you know, running a short-term rental, it's not passive. You know, you don't kind of just set it and forget it, throw in a, a smart door lock and just let it go. You know, there's a lot that gets involved in it. And um, it's it's a business. And first and foremost, that's that's what it is. You have to understand that and learn that you're running a business. And so, yeah, I mean, like, um, that's really what my chapter kind of dives into in making sure that you try to figure out and prioritize your driver, your why. And remember that um, you're doing all of this personally for myself. I do all this for my family. And so understanding that every choice that you make has to align with your driver and your why will help you when there are bad times that goes down when you're running your short-term rental business. And that's a good reminder to have. And so important There's a couple of questions sort of segue and off that is that first of all, I can definitely relate to, I started my business just shortly after my, my little boy was born, my firstborn. And was that um, one of the driving factors of getting the business off the ground? Was that the reason? What, what did you do before this? What, what is your hmm. history before um, hospitality and was the newborn family the, the drive to make the change into short-term rental? It definitely was the fire. Let's, let's say that, right? So a lot of it really involved <clears throat> really in, before getting to short-term rentals. We did invest in real estate already. We were house hacking. So that's where, you know, we had bought a property. We were living in one side uh, of the house and we were renting out other rooms. And then um, we also had long-term rentals. So we had properties in uh, out of state. And, you know, was, which was given us a very modest amount of cash flow, but having serenity, the name of my daughter, um, having her and kind of going through this, uh, realizing my wife is pregnant, we, it kind of just like, it, it was something that just fueled the fire to everything. That's how we're able to scale from one to eight within 12 months. And, and now, you know, we're, we're continuing to grow and continuing to, you know, specialize in short-term rentals across the country. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint, are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now. 
the foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the blueprint. And then for 101 marketing tactics, that is in the playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in book direct playbook or the book direct blueprint and uh, we'll see you on the other side. I love the um, the drive and certainly for this, you know, this, this introduction. And I know we've gone off to hospitable hosts, but I certainly feel a, a warmness as a host from you and, and the, the passion. And also, like you say, the speed to do it within 12 months is, is amazing. So let's dive into the, the nuts and bolts of, of the business of how you've done that. And I know we're talking about personal independence for, for your finance and, and that side of things. Looking mm-hmm. back, what was the key drivers um, to moving you from where you were to, to where you are now? What would you say are some of the lessons that you've, you've brought along the way? Uh, well, you know, I, I think it kind of goes back to, you know, the, the culture and the environment that I was raised in. Um, one, I, I was, you know, wasn't born here in the States. I was born in the Philippines. I came here, I swam here when I was a kid. <laughs> um, and so uh, let's see here, you know, English wasn't my first language and kind of going through my entire life, you know, as an immigrant here in the U.S., there were a lot of challenges and I didn't really, you don't really think about it as a kid. You're kind of just like going along with mom and dad and your brothers and sisters and kind of like, you know, in this new country and trying to figure things out. You think that everyone else around you is also in the same position as you're struggling to make ends meet, um, hustling, working day and night, working alongside with my parents also pretty much my entire life, um, working on really odd businesses, you know, doing, doing different things. And all of that kind of like gave me the drive for, I guess, my work ethic and the the awareness to really see that hey you know what you don't really need a lot in life to um enjoy life and to be with your family um and be present and be grateful and be content but what you can do is you can you can you can set up something that your future family and something that is what we term out here you know generational wealth you know provide that type of generational wealth and knowledge to the rest of our family members and that that's something that i never had when i was a kid and so going through this and learning all that and discovering all this you know as an adult was mind-blowing and um that that kind of you know bled into you know this business into the short-term rental industry being a hospitable host caring for our guests and uh, you know figuring out what we needed to do in order to um, get where we wanted to go. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And looking at it to go from one to eight, are these co-hosted? Are these arbitrage or are these owned? And if they're owned, how does, I guess, what tips could you share around for somebody else who would want to do that as well? You know, what kind of financial sort of things do they need to know about and have in place to do so? So the majority of these properties are owned or partially owned by myself and my wife. We do have a few that we do co-host for others. <laughs> we do believe in the, you know, less units, the better. So we do focus more on luxury type short-term rentals. However, getting to to be in a financial position to purchase properties like this or partner with other people to purchase properties goes back to personal finance. And I, I think this is a good segue, Liam, for, for me to also talk about how 
educating ourselves in personal finance was key for us to start this business, first and foremost. Um, my wife and I, <clears throat> when we first got married, you know, we believe in conjoining all of our money together. And, you know, it's, you know, man and wife becomes one. So, you know, everything we sh every everything that we have and that we own and everything that we, every debt that we have is also, you know, shared with, between the both of us. And when we got married, you know, we had a total of 147,000 of student loans. And we made a intentional decision to go ahead and pay off those student loans and not wait for the government to bail you out or not wait for anyone else to forgive our loans or anything like that. We decided to go ahead and attack it. So we actually paid off $147,000 student loans in 14 months. Wow. And yeah, we did that through through a number of strategies. But first and foremost, again, understanding that you know you we you have an issue um, and we need to attack it. Student loans, even if someone I think in the US goes bankrupt, student loans is one of the only debt that isn't even forgiven. So it's, that was a big driver. Definitely. And I think having uh, financial awareness is so important and definitely um, I mean I'm one of those people who read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad back in the day and, mm -hmm. and only I mean I was probably about 30 before I read the book and that was only like oh yeah this makes sense and at the yeah. time I was I was in a full-time employment I was in debt and and you know it it wasn't until you start educating yourself on how to get out of it but then also one thing you mentioned there is you both pulled the debt and it had the intention, you both agreed and had the intention to achieve a goal together. And having the power of intention is so important because a lot of people don't keep track of the, you know, the numbers or they don't keep track of the the review scores. So they don't and, and having these things, uh, a mentor of mine says you can't master what you don't measure and just sitting <laughs> there and going, hey, this is the actual number. This is exactly. what we need to get down to. Now all I need to figure out is the how in the middle and I'm going to get there. And that's, um, that's exactly what you've done there. And it sounds to me as though short-term rental has, has played a, a big part and obviously other investments has, has played a part as well. What I'd love to know is when you, you're talking about the luxury market, which I think is so important, especially as we record this, um, we're mid-April um, 2023 as we record this, and there's certainly a lot of units on the market which are that kind of middle-of-the-road kind mm -hmm. of stock having that luxury market seems to be a really great way to to go because you can keep the in higher average daily rates and also right. they're a bit wow you know you're, you're serving a, a an avatar which aren't going to be as affected by inflation and and some of the things which happened in the market was that intentional that you set out to go for that market and if so why and how have you implemented this this luxury these luxury brands, because because my opinion, and I'm sure people listening, is like, hey, I don't know if I can afford some of the very nice places. I don't know if I can do this. What would you say to people with that kind of mindset? Okay, there was like I think two two questions there. Yeah, a couple of questions. Yeah, no, no. But um, first of all, I, I mean to answer your first question, you know, this wasn't it wasn't in our radar when we first started. We were just like, we want to get our first short term rental. Our first short term rental happened to be just a podunk, you know, cabin in the smoky mountains but it was near a creek it was adjacent to a creek 
it actually sits on a creek. Um, and it's got a private staircase to it, and it's got a private game room, and it, it was really nice. Um, but what we found was, um, you know, the, one of the biggest reasons why we pivoted to short-term rentals was, you know, the the cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. You get significantly amount, amount uh, a significantly amount more cash flow um, than a long-term rental. And even in the short-term rental space, I realized, well, you can actually if you invest in the type and the right type of short-term rentals, um, that could be the same thing. Instead of getting multiple short-term rentals that are in the, let's say, 50% mid-space, you know, you could be getting properties in the 90, 95% percentile uh, in terms of, you know, occupancy and uh, ADR. And so we try to target those type of properties shortly after discovering this, um, whether it's co-hosting client uh, properties for other clients or purchasing them ourselves. And so, um, yeah, no, it wasn't immediate, but it was something that we decided, you know what, we don't want to handle too many properties. We want to really target the luxury ones that, you know, have high occupancy and high average daily rate, especially if we want to stand out in this market. So that was the, the, hopefully that answered your first question. And as for your second, you know, trying to, for someone out there who wants to get into that type of type of asset class um, and, and let's say may not have the financing for it, um, you know, there are creative ways to purchase those prop kind of properties nowadays, but there are also creative ways for you to list them. Example, through co-hosting. You know, if you already have the processes and tools and automation for your short-term rentals, it's literally using the same tools same processes, same systems for the high-end luxury type of properties. And you can really apply those and partner with other people to purchase those type of properties, showing them that, hey, with your processes, your systems, and your automation, you can provide great returns for your investors and for your partners and for yourself. So I would suggest um, folks to, you know, Tell everybody and anyone, you know, what you're looking for and what you're doing. And um, I think, you know, you can begin utilizing, you know, your social media, utilizing what you already know to connect with others, to be able to purchase those type of asset classes. You know, the cool thing is about, you know, what you're describing there is that there's actionable stuff that people can can go off and do. And that is uh, like you could go on AirDNA and have a look at the properties which are performing in that. 90 percentile and above and then right. actually shows you what they look like and you can exactly. actually then click on those see what features they've got what amenities mm-hmm. and and really you're looking at mirroring that in that location if, if that's your desired location and the great thing that, that displays obviously if you pay for it the, the data of, of everything on there which um, can give you average daily rates overall um, revenue and just going out there and you even if it's a the thing is a lot of people do exactly that where they go, I can't afford it. I won't even look at that. I'll look at the, you know, the middle level or the lower level. Um, this mm. is, you know, I've got this budget, but you're absolutely right by either co-hosting partnering with investors who you're bringing the know-how, the systems, the, the day to day, you know, it, they're getting a great return. If all they've got to do is put in the money and, and can get an asset that they wouldn't have known about if it wasn't for you, then, then that's amazing. So mm-hmm. I really like that. You mentioned this feels like a good time to segue into the um, the systems and that side of things. 
um, and the processes. How are you able to manage these in four different four different states from afar? What systems and processes do you use or tech to help you to do so? Um, so you know we we use a PMS. We have a channel manager that we like to use. The one that we currently use is Jesse for hosts. Um, you know, I think that's one of my top, you know, three recommended tools for any short-term rental host or anyone, you know, learning to wanting to get started in this business to ensure that they check out some of the PMS options that they may have out there. And these are channel managers. So what they essentially do for those who are listening and don't know, these channel managers allow you to manage your listings all in one platform whether they are on Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, or even your direct uh, booking site. And this PMS channel manager can allow you to manage your guest messaging, um, some of your automation rules, and you know, sometimes even your cleaners, sending out messages to them. And also, you know, we like Guest for Host because we like utilizing all the different features that they have there. Another technology stack that we include or we that we think is necessary is a dynamic pricing tool. Uh, we like to use Price Labs for hours, and um, dynamic pricing tools literally helps you increase your revenue by probably thirty percent or more just by utilizing that tool. And so that's extremely important for any short-term rental hosts. And uh, let's see here. You know, we have again, we have properties across four states. You know, we're doing all this remotely, so working with your team is extremely important and we actually utilize a cleaning app so i know there's uh things out there like turno formerly turnover bnb as well as i think resort cleaning <clears throat> i think they use that for hotels mainly as well or boutique hotels and so we like to use turno for all of our properties that helps manage our cleaners and it automatically pays them it's got a checklist on there that allows us to ensure quality control for each of our properties and each turnover. You know, cleaners have to send pictures of each cleaning in order to get paid and complete the, the, the project. And this is extremely important because, you know, we like to use those pictures and ensure the quality as well as help defend any claims that may be coming around if you're using Airbnb or VRBO or anything else other than a direct booking site, which we are going to be working on with Boostly uh, shortly after this call. <laughs> hey, thank um, you yeah. for the mention. That is uh, appreciated. And we're looking forward to, um, to to seeing the direct booking website come about. But there's some awesome advice. I mean, Turno, uh, another one is Breezeway, which which I've used. And there's, there's these awesome ways to be able to see what is happening in your units without physically. You don't physically always need to be there. I mean, wow. don't get me wrong, it doesn't hurt to, to visit them from time to time. But ultimately, the day-to-day -day can be managed from afar, which is, which is really cool. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you, and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. 
coming on to the the last few questions really which is you mentioned your units are kind of luxury what kind of stay can your guests ex, um, expect what kind of amenities do you like to put in what gives your guests kind of the, the wow factor in those five star reviews um so you know for example uh, our latest listing we closed on this property a few weeks ago we should be going live in the next week or so this will be number nine on our, our portfolio this is a a treehouse type build and so it's it's very unique it's got a 360 deck that wraps around the entire property where you have these amazing views of the national park and of the entire area and you know um we also have, you know, a really nice hot tub uh, there, um, and the design is probably one of the key things that makes it, I guess, "quote unquote" luxury. Um, you know, on, on top of the, you know, the the coffee bar, the coffee cart that we have there, uh, we have we we meticulously designed it so that you know we can. This is after doing market research because, like, if if you're looking at that specific market you have to understand that the design for that market is going to very much differ from the design of another market um, to hit you know to to hit that luxury design and so luxury in this market maybe may look totally different uh, for luxury in a, in a separate market and so this is after doing some research and figuring out like those are type of the amenities that a lot of people will pay a lot of money for i think the 360 wraparound deck is something that is very unique in the area having that treehouse build going and we have a little deck in the very bottom that opens up and it's got you know a outdoor fire grill you know it's got you know fireplace dedicated tv with the hot tub and it's got these again these the most amazing views that you can have you can find in the area and i think that really sets us apart from a lot of the other you know short-term rentals in the area yeah that sounds really cool. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it. I mean, hopefully I'll get to see it on the website and yeah. side of things. But the um, it, you reminded me of a conversation that I've listened to a podcast. I don't know where it's picked up, but you can either you can either make a product that somebody needs or you can make a product that somebody wants. Both are great markets, but you tend to need to to choose one of those, don't you? So you, we we talk to a lot of hosts who are serving corporate or traveling doctors and. Um, you know, builders and that side of things. And um, that's something that people need. You know, they're working in the area, they need something, uh, usually longer stays, or if they're workmen, they need two car parking spaces for big vans or, or, or whatever right. it is. Exactly. Whereas when you're in the market to serve what people want, it's, it's really fun, first of all, because you're creating something unique. Um, mm -hmm. But also, just by what you've described, hey, I want to see it. You know, I, I, I it's something which I'd like to, to go and stare. And this is the cool thing about what hosts are doing at the moment with some of these unique places. And of course, the added benefit to this at the moment is that OTAs like Airbnb have actually got individual character uh, categories now, which you can you can see your listing of your category. So you mm -hmm. know that will appear in Treehouse. You know, hopefully right. the, 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 the AI of the Airbnb gods will will hopefully categorize it <laughs> right and you'll go into the, into the right nice. one. But, um, but yeah, this sounds really cool. What, what does the future hold for your business? Uh, let's see, you know, we, we are going to continue to expand and, and tap into other type of markets and other asset classes. So, you know, we would, 
we are actually looking into a campground at the moment. I'm, I can't say too much about it, but we are looking into a campground as well currently and looking to see what that would look like for us. And I, I won't say which market um, before I get a flood of questions and, and others on it, but you know, it's, it's a good market. And uh, <clears throat> this campground will provide a lot of different uh, amenities and a lot of different type of unique stays that we hope to attract, you know, not just those who are looking for a luxury stay, but even the luxury type of glamping. I guess glamping is already luxury in itself with the word glamping. Um, but yeah, we, we are looking to, you know, curate a glamping experience um, for our guests. And yeah, we're really excited about it, but it's going to be something, I mean, I've never done that before. And so it's going to be a lot of lessons learned, a lot of hard work. Uh, but that would be, you know, uh, at least the next big project that we have for our portfolio. Yeah. Nice. I really like it. I'm excited for you. I mean, um, it sounds like you're doing some marvelous work and at speed as well, you know, implementing this stuff um, is so, so important. As we reach towards the end, before we share, there's going to be people who uh, want to get in touch with yeah, uh, Vinci and and find out what, you know, where exactly that, where to invest some of the knowledge that you've shared. But before we share how they can get in touch with you, I'd just like to sort of close these with a couple of just fun, quick fire questions. So the answers can be as short as long as you like, but it's just um, sure. to, to lighten it. So where would I'm you nervous. go? You, <laughs> where, where would you go? Um, these are the ones you don't get sent before the podcast. So these are the ones you never know what they're going to be. Even I don't know what they are. I've got a list to choose from. <laughs> where would you go if you could go anywhere on earth? Where would you go? Where would you say is the place which you'd recommend either others to go if you've already been there? Or where would you like to go? Mm. Man, that's a loaded question. So uh, I would love to go back to the islands in the Philippines because I, I do believe it is literally the most beautiful place in the world. There's a island uh, in the Philippines uh, called Palawan. And, you know, it's made up of multiple islands. And there's like, you know, Coron, um, Bohol, and Palawan. And so um, my wife and I went there a few years back. We spent about two weeks out in the area. And it's not enough. And it's absolutely beautiful. Like the water is pristine. And the food is amazing. And maybe I say this because I am Filipino and it's, it's great being, you know, back, you know, in my, my home country. Uh, but I can, I can definitely say it's literally, it just, it transform you, it transforms you out of this world, man. It's like, you know, being in a, in a time, you know, absolutely no electronics, nothing around and just enjoying being present, enjoying the nature and everything that just God has put together for us <laughs> i love the passion for it and it sounds beautiful yeah. man it sounds beautiful yeah. which celebrity would you most like to host in your short-term rentals oh man that's a really good one it's got to be a mix between. I, I love the office okay i know there's a there's a there's a you know british version and there's also you know the here in the states version uh and and uh i i've watched the the u.s version of the office like countless times and so having um, Steve Carell, you know, Michael Scott, nice. right? The one who yeah. played Michael Scott in the, in the show. Um, I would love for him to stay in one of our properties <laughs> and kind of like just get his like piece and like, you know, narration on the whole thing. I think that would be hilarious. 
That would be great. He's actually Steve Carell, uh, not for The Office, but because of Anchorman. He played Brick in Anchorman, but it, and Forty Year Old, but he's such a class actor, isn't he? And he's so funny. So uh, yeah, that yeah. that would be great fun. That'd be great fun. Yeah, yeah. So as uh, we reach the end of these, Vinci, we always ask: Is there a mantra or a saying that really resonates with you? Uh, yes, I, I do have something that I do like to tell all of my. Um, you know, every, anyone and everyone I speak to, as well as uh, the students that I coach, I, you know, I have a short term, you know, I coach students in short term rentals. So if you ever, uh, anybody's ever interested in that, feel free to DM me. That's a little, little job <laughs> in here. But uh, I, I always tell those, um, you know, because there's a misconception that people say knowledge is power. And I don't believe knowledge is power. I believe that application of knowledge is power. And so, you know, you can read all the books on the podcasts and um, watch all the YouTube videos on everything and anything about that topic. But until you go ahead and apply that knowledge, um, you won't really get anywhere. So apply. Application of knowledge is power. So true. So very true. And it's one of the things we we say at the end of every coaching call we do. Just Just go and do something. Whatever the action is, just go and do something because... To know and not to do is not to know, basically. You know that you exactly. can, like you say, you could read all the books and 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 not know it, which is which is cool. So I'm going to throw the mic open for yourself, Inchi. How can we follow you? How can we find out more about you? And is there anything you'd like to to promote? Yeah. Uh, see, so you can follow me. Uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram mainly and and Facebook. Uh, so you can find me. My handle is at uh, Vinci V I N C I underscore Sevilla S E V I L L A underscore Junior J R. So uh, you can find me there. And um, again, you know, we, I, I do provide coaching for short-term rentals or those interested in getting into real estate investing and, you know, maybe starting up their first short-term rental or even for those who already have their first and want to learn how to scale from one to three, five, seven, ten, and so forth. You know, a, a lot of hosts are or can be at that stage where they are trying to, they got their first one, maybe their second one. But they want to really learn how to scale and how to really, you know, grow this business. And so that's something that we do. And uh, feel free to also join a Facebook group uh, that my brother and I um, have. It's called Fire with Kids. Fire is, you know, financial independence, retire early with kids. It's a Facebook group. We've got over a little over three, three and a half thousand uh, members in there right now uh, that talks about how to educate your young ones in financial independence, uh, in personal finance, and how, you know, everyone kind of just shares their own journey with reaching financial independence with a family and having a family, which, you know, can be a struggle sometimes, you know? And so, um, and even if you don't have kids, feel free to join us. So, you know, we're not exclusive, we're inclusive to any and all. So, yeah. Is that some of the lessons that, uh, is it Serenity, the name of your daughter? Did I catch that right? Serenity, yes. That's Serenity, my daughter. Yeah. So she's yeah. going to be well-educated in uh, personal finance. And thank you, Vinci, for, for sharing all of the gems that you shared with us uh, today on the podcast. We said we were going to dive into, you know, how to reach financial independence and talking about personal finance. I think that's been at the heart of what we've talked about. And I've certainly agree with so many of the points. And also, I feel I've learned from you, especially around the luxury side of things. So uh, thank you so much for for sharing with us. Um, is there any last uh, shares before we uh, close out the uh, the show? 
No, not at all. Um, I'll, I'll be looking forward to wor working with you guys on uh, creating our own direct booking site because you know that is definitely that is definitely key in this industry. Everyone, you know, uh, your direct booking site is going to be key for the survival of your business. So okay. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm excited too, buddy. And um, yeah, thanks again. So if you're watching this or listening to this on the Boostly podcast, we know there's a lot of places you can put your attention and I really thank you for spending it with us here at Boostly. That's it from us for today. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.